0: You're listening to episode 9 of the Miscast: Three Little Wolves. I'm your host, Jonathan Crummett. And I'm Johnny Dollar. And today with us, we have Premier Miz Karn Game Master, Justin Farrington. Wow, Premier, I need to up my game. Yes, you do. So, once
1: again, we don't have Cthulhu Bob with us. He is at the Gamma Trade Show doing something. In Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, which is weird, because if you know Bob, I don't know how he would manage in Las Vegas. That's exactly
2: what I'm thinking. It's a flashing light from one end of the street to the other.
0: Yeah, he'd, like, walk out
1: and And explode. (laughs) And it's not like Missoula, where you see a guy, like, jumping down the street and, like, twitching crazily to assume that he's into dubstep or something. I mean, that's Vegas. I don't know what it's like. It's not like Missoula. So, hopefully he makes it back
0: to us. Well, we have some announcements to start off with. And our first announcement is... Miscast is now on iTunes.
1: Which isn't much of an announcement if you found us on iTunes. If you did, welcome. Uh, but it's super awesome. We're the, I think we're the premiere again using that word. That's the theme, premiere uh, literary podcast. On iTunes. Yeah, we were marked under literary. So which means someone literature. listened to us, and the only thing they could get out of us was at some point we talked about books.
2: Mm-hmm. Or so have read a book at some point. So for the it's other possible.
0: listener that's listening to this on, um, on Facebook, yeah, go you can, th- you can now get us on iTunes and listen to us on your smartphone or uh, MP3 player now. Or tablet. Or tablet, yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, and, you, and, and I'm going to jump back a little bit because you said something about, oh yeah, the premiere being the theme here. We, so we had this idea to begin with that we we're going to name all the MizCast episodes after themes of the corresponding MizCon. yeah, more corresponding. We still don't have a theme yet. No. I, <laughs> when I, do we get themes in MISCONS? I feel that not we had
1: MISCON nine. We had a good idea, like oh, everyone will be named after that theme, and we realized that we're just making more work for ourselves. Yeah. So so know. this this one is three little wolves, and if you go and look at the past MizCons at the cover, you'll see why. Because we're not that inventive.
0: And our second announcement is, in our efforts to bring you an ever better podcast, we have a new microphone.
1: Which you can't see, but trust me, it's it's pretty great. It's huge. It's like R2-D2, the microphone. It's very shiny.
0: It is shiny. It, did, you, did you polish it, or did it come this? shiny? I am not polishing in that microphone, because it makes me feel inadequate. But I think we should name this thing. Should we name the microphone? Because I think there's a na- lot of things right now that
1: we can't say that we're a family-friendly podcast.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, should we come up with names, or should we put it out there and like I don't know. Maybe we can throw a few out and like let people. Well, I'll put a picture of it on there, and other people can let, let,
1: uh, email in. All right, my, my uh, Anthony Zedmore. Anthony Zedmore. Yeah. I I don't get the reference. There's no reference. It's just a name. Okay. You know what it kind
0: of reminds me of? Is that Robbie the Robot, whatever, with the kind of. His name is actually
1: Robbie the Robot.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, it reminds me of that. But that's not my suggested name for it. I'm thinking we should call it Podzilla. Any. Thoughts from you, Justin? I have no thoughts. You have on no the thoughts. Microphone. I have okay. several thoughts, but again, family friendly podcast. It's, uh, yeah, the, the, the name, the brand name of it is the Yeti microphone, so anyway.
1: The Blue Yeti, wasn't it? Yeah, the, well, the Blue is the company that makes it. Oh, so okay. if you want to look at our microphone, for <laughs> whatever reason, just go to the Google and search for Blue Yeti. And it's the one that's not a drawing of a blue skunk cape.
2: It's not actually a Yeti. <laughs> if
1: that was, just, Jonathan, it's this big patch, package. <laughs> full of a, 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 a squatch padded
2: blue in it. We have it hooked up to a computer. but That's a great image though, is like a Sasquatch with like a headphone on. That's what he's the, got a boom that's microphone actually, like...
0: I, I, that's what they have pictures of on the box, actually. The oh, but also the Sasquatch is wearing glasses and I think one of the pictures it might be wearing a kilt. Well, let's move on to movies like we always do. So we're up to the year 1994 in movies. Who wants to lead us off? Stargate. Stargate. Justin will jump right in there with Stargate. Kurt
2: Russell will not take second place to any other movie. Very well said.
1: The thing Escapes from Little China was this weird deviant art painting that I saw today where it was Kurt Russell's three best characters teamed up in some super movie. That's pretty great. Stargate is is good. I mean, most people I think know more from the T V show, which I'm not familiar with at all. Like I've never watched TV show. I've never seen an episode. And there's a bunch of it, isn't there? A there lot. I, yeah, at least, I don't know, three. And Robert Carlyle was not it for a while? Being Robert Carlyle, I guess? I guess. And MacGyver played Yeah, Kurt MacGyver
0: was... Was MacGyver Kurt Russell or was MacGyver the
1: scientist? No, James Spader was the scientist. Okay. But yeah, the, uh, it was
0: a good movie. What
1: That's movie? all we have to say about the Stargate, <laughs> apparently. What movie did you choose, Jonathan?
0: I went with... Because there was really not much for 1994, so... I'll throw
1: out Star Trek Generations, both cast together. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. It was Shatner, Walter Cohen, whose name I'm mispronouncing, and I'm sorry, Walt, we cool, uh, and Jimmy Dugan from the original cast. Is that be- it? Because everyone else was smart enough not to be in that movie. Oh uh, Yeah, and the rest was like the, well, the idea was that the two of them together. and. So, okay, okay so Generations, what do you think about Kirk's death? A bridge falls on him.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, like, I, you know, and I, then, as I was
1: picking this movie, I'm like, do I, do I even,
0: I haven't even decided if I've liked it However <laughs> many years, nearly 20 years later, and... If you remember,
1: it's, it's horrible. It's but the one where Kirk good. dies, and Picard buries him with rocks, <laughs> and just leaves him there. Not, hey, we've got the body of a great Federation hero here, just buries him in rocks, and just takes off. And I think that was... He must one. have heard a spoken word album as well. <laughs> was that also the one... Yeah, where they couldn't get the uniforms straight. Like, half of the Next Generation crew had Next Generation-era uniforms, and the other half had Deep Space Nine-era uniforms. I have no idea. Well, I, what,
0: one thing I did like in the movie is when they crashed the Enterprise on the planet, and they did the whole, you know, bringing it in, and I thought that was kind of neat, but...
1: Cause uh, I, I don't remember, like, I'm trying, to, I call the next generation movies except for First Contact, run together in my mind. You know, we, we've it's talked it's, too much about I this just movie ask, anyway. I just, just want to ask, is that the one where, like, Riker opens up the console and, like, an Atari joystick comes out and he steers the Enterprise with that? I think so. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, so far we have Stargate and the Star Trek Generations. What do you got for us? Well, I'm always, I'm stuck again with your guys' as cast off. Uh, <laughs> I could have gone with Time Cop, but instead I went with a movie that I have better memories of, and that is uh, Double Dragon. Based on the video game. Kind of, I guess. <laughs> the name was based on the video Robert game. Robert Patrick with his vanilla ice haircut. That's the movie that introduced me to the concept of daylight savings time. Actually.
0: <laughs> what is wrong with you? I,
1: I know, I know. I, it was on Stars or something, and I'm watching the movie, and it was a. It must have been a Monday. Because they have that scene where George Hamilton and Vanna White are the newscasters in post apocalyptic or really messed up Los Angeles. And they go, and tonight's daylight savings time. Make sure to set your clock at a certain time. And it was the day after actual daylight savings time had happened. So it just really came together. It for just you. came together. And I thought, well, wow. well good on stars for no, knowing that the day after daylight savings. It's like one of those after school specials where it's like a movie with an important it, message. It taught, made me laugh. It taught John Bromley
2: daylight savings time. <laughs> Made me think. That's good. I still have trouble with it. it I hope the really. producers for Double Dragon are listening. I... I and they're probably like, Boy, not. that's We that's helped that one guy. <laughs> Finally.
1: <laughs> we made a difference. Also interesting fact about that movie, one of the brothers went on to play the chairman's nephew in Iron Chef America. Although, again, back to generations, and related, they did a one episode special of Iron Chef USA before Iron Chef America, and William Shatner played the chairman. I remember that! He wasn't William Shatner, he was the character of the chairman. Yeah. There's clips on YouTube of him just being crazy. I mean... He was a good chairman. For one
0: episode. For one episode. Because if you ever watch the Japanese version, that chairman's... He's insane! Just
2: bites a pepper and smiles. The look on his face when he takes the bite out of the pepper. pepper. Like, this
1: could be your head. And then, like, that pepper suddenly, magically makes all these sous chefs appear in front of him as he's (laughs) looking over his kitchen stadium. Which they had to assemble every week because they were sharing studio space. So they would film Iron Chef, break down the entire set, have people film one of their shows, next week, another put the whole kitchen stadium back together again. So apparently the best movie of 1994 was 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 Iron Chef. Iron Chef, (laughs) yes. Hiroyuki Sakai. (laughs) (laughs) Will live on to my heart.
0: Alrighty, let's move on. We've got premiere MISCON GM with us here, Justin Farrington. I say premiere because from my experiences at MISCON, Whenever you run a game, it's like, fills up quickly. It seems like a lot of people like to play in your stuff.
2: Yeah, you know, it, that's partly probably me uh, <laughs> stacking the deck also, because I like to pick and choose. Um, not, not always, but I tend to do that sometimes.
0: Pick and choose players? Yeah. I can understand that having run games with certain people in the past. Why are you looking at me? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Why looking Why are you looking at me? me? Because was, there's sideways three though. of us in this room, and you know, I can't look at myself
1: can't you <laughs> uh, I've, I've played in uh, one of Justin's my game, yeah, yeah uh, con games it was it was split across two days mm-hmm. and I, I don't remember there's part of it where I was just so tired and a little bit drunk and it was like you? One, no. one, yeah I know I know it's just weird I was just I'm sitting sure there just like nodding of off as Justin Barba was like snapping pictures of me and laughing that's maniacally
2: well it was it was the night of the fire alarm I think that's also. right and then partly yeah. I the games ran long. Those sessions ran long um, because We're the, such great the group was. Players. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's. I was going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to make sure you didn't forget. What I was going <laughs> to say first was it, the group was seventy-five percent ConCom, and so Ops and you and Cheryl from hospitality. You guys kept having to get called away for ConCom business. So that's what we told you. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's what happened. And all the great role playing also. Yeah. That, that went on. I embodied my character. So I haven't. I have It was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Played in anything that you've run. What What do you like yeah. to run? Uh, I, I will typically run D anD D three point five or now Pathfinder mm-hmm. and Call of Cthulhu. Those are my those are my go to systems.
0: Call of Cthulhu. I played it once, <clears throat> and it freaked me out. But good. I also had I a good. Shit. Mike Foster was our GM for that one, and he's like a like probably the most. Terrific GM I've ever experienced or whatever. He's got a way of telling stories in it that are really intriguing and yeah. And his uh, his call of Cthulhu made me want to get him run out of the room at points. Oh yeah, like, this is just too much for me to handle. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why did I pick to play a mortician? Yeah, I'm, I'm running um, Cthulhu. Bob is writing a scenario, and I'm going to run that. That should be a I think that's a four hour game. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a session uh, that I'm billing as Call of Cthulhu for beginners. Um, Something that I keep hearing at MISCON is, oh, I wanna play Call of Cthulhu, but I've never played it before and it seems really complicated and I'm not sure, you know, or someone who's never played a role-playing game at all. Um, I really wanna pitch that session as, if you've never played a role-playing game before, or you've always wanted to play Call of Cthulhu, but you know, there was a reason why you didn't. Uh, this is this is the chance. This you're is a coward like to, me. Or more whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever reason. Um, I think it's a it's a great introductory scenario. Um, it's split up into two four hour sessions and
1: super awesome.
2: I might have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. It sounds yeah you're more game. than welcome. And if
1: anyone is, is at a convention too and has never played a game or want to play a game, conventions are the best time to do that. I mean, go ahead and jump into something. Because if the GM has any, like, real decency or any real power and, and knows their game, they're going to make it easy for people who have played, haven't played. Occasionally, like, you'll get in a game with, like, that one person who knows everything as a player. Mm. And that can be good. That can be annoying. One person I'm thinking of specifically, I'm not going to name them, who I've, I've gamed with twice at, at other conventions. It was trying to get in one of, uh, actually, one of Bob's Call of Cthulhu games to have, uh, like, one of the, the Elder Ones basically cast Bark Skin on him to go fight Amigo. I... Wanted to murder that guy. Uh, but jump into a game. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. They'll teach you the game. It's a good place to start. And if you mess up, yeah, whatever. It's it's fun. It's not a terribly serious thing, although some people take it terribly seriously. But have a good time. it's, it's what it's there for.
0: I'm going to take a little tangent on this away from uh, role-playing games, because my area is uh, you know tabletop hobby board games. And one thing that's really neat uh, about coming to MISCON to play a game is there's a Czech company called Czech Games Editions that you know, that makes uh, board games in the Czech Republic. And when they come um, to... Czech spelled like Czech Republic, not... Yes. I was thinking it was like C-Z- a new Checkers or something. Something or whatever, no. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, when, they, when they're when they released in the United States, they usually go through you know, an American company called Z-Man Games. Well, the person who translates the rules is from Montana. And so whenever they come out with something new, often at MizCon... Whatever their big S release is going to be that year, we have the prototype here. So if you come to Mizcon, you can play games from this company. And they you know, in their past they put out Space Alert, which I know a lot of people oh, yeah. have played and really liked. Uh, Galaxy Trucker, uh, 20th Century Dungeon Lords, and stuff like that. Well, you can come play those games at Mizcon before anybody else that yeah. speaks English gets to play them, or even you know people in Europe get to play them because the translator, who's a Jason Holt, is from Montana.
2: Crazy. Anyway. Man, see, MISCON is such a great opportunity for people who live in Missoula or even in Montana or Idaho. Um, or Spokane. Or, or, or any anywhere other, in the any country. place within driving distance. Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> That's, um, I remember as a young person in, in upstate New York reading Dragon Magazine and looking at the list of conventions and, you know, being young and stupid, I would think someday you know, someday there's going to be a convention that I'll be able to go to. You know, or seeing the nearest nearby city like Albany, New York, mm-hmm. and thinking, "Oh, those guys have it so good. They're so lucky that they have a convention that they can go to," and I never had that until we moved to Montana, and now it's it's great. I consider myself very fortunate to have Ms. Con in Missoula, in the town near where I live, that I can go to mm-hmm. every year. It's my local con. I love it. Yep. Yeah, it's great. I. I... Fell into it
1: kind of accidentally, and I can't imagine doing anything <laughs> and else. And he can't get it off his shoes now. I can't. <laughs> miscon. No, never mind. All right. I am fortunate. So I'm going <laughs> to ask
0: <laughs> Justin here another question. The maniacal laughing is about something that we cut out of the podcast. One uh, of the
1: worst things anyone has ever said in the history of the universe was just said, and then we cut it out. Exactly. I can't believe that we went there. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with us? You live there. I, I live in that dark tangent that of... That dark place. Anyway...
0: So, Sorry. is there a is there a system that you haven't pl- uh, run yet that you would really like? Man, I'd like to put a game of this together
2: and, and run some time. Um, all flesh must be eaten. Mm. I I own it. I've never run it. It sounds. Is everybody plays a zombie? You no, can't. no, it's a, well, <laughs> it's yeah, a what, well. go ahead. The the core book is is kind of classic zombie apocalypse survival mm-hmm. horror. Um, It's a game you can literally do anything with. I know people that use uh,
1: All Flesh Must Be Eaten as, like, their generic game because the system is really simple. Monster creation is a piece of cake. So kind of like a Savage Worlds or something. Yeah, almost. I mean, it handles anything. And it has some of the best splat books of any game that's come out. Uh, Enter the Zombie, something I can think of, Pulp Zombie. Now Enter the Zombie is the martial arts The martial arts one, which gives you options for, you know, you can do, like, a kung fu you know, zombie game, you can do, like, a Mortal Kombat with it. Isn't there, like, a Mexican wrestling... There's a Mexican <laughs> wrestling one. I mean, it's kind of... There's options, is what we're saying. Yeah. Zombie something. Smackdown, I think, was that spot. But it, it gives you the option. It gives you the tools. And for people... It, it's great. I, I love All Flush Speed, and I've run it a couple of times. I want to run it more. Oh, okay. And it, it's really good for just creating well, something. Too bad, because Justin's running it. They will have competing <laughs> games. And we have the same for players, but depending on how good we do, they can go between the different tables. We have to try to beckon them back with rewards or story points. Like dueling banjos there
0: GMs. was
2: people in between them. See, that's a great concept. That's
0: that great is point. actually like the du- dueling piano bars or whatever. We can have a du- dueling... Dueling tables. GM. Dueling GMs just two people at
1: a table just like yelling out things at each other, hoping to get people to come and pay attention to them. Hmm. I'm going to explore this Yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's, let's, let's table that. Let's,
2: All let's right. talk about it. I'll write it down here. Uh, see, I almost said, when, when you asked that, I almost said top secret. But I've run top secret before, but it's been probably like 10 plus years. Oh, if it's been that far, it really counts. I think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Games reset every ten years. That's. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, top,
2: top secret SI is another one. I'm
0: trying to start a meme on the internet that memes reset every five months. That you can so you can like, come out <sighs> with something else.
1: You <laughs> what? <laughs> Anytime anyone says I'm trying to start a meme, my brain just shuts off.
0: <laughs>
1: all right. Like, look, it's dubstep, baby. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> and we go away from
0: it. Well, having uh, a lot of dubstep premier Miskin GM Justin Farrington here <laughs> brings into mind that. In our next episode,
1: we'll be interviewing Kenneth Haidt. Uh, he writes some awesome games. Like one of my favorite, I've mentioned this before, uh, Savage World Settings, the day after Ragnarok. I hope was written by him. Now I'm doubting myself. But it's uh, this really neat pulp adventure thing where uh, Hitler, with his love of the occult, summons the Midgar Serpent from Norse mythology to uh, destroy the Allies. And, and FDR, being the smart guy he is, is like, well, let's drop a nuke on him. So they drop the first atom bomb on the Midgar Serpent. Kills him. Also wipes out the eastern half of the United States. And now it's like after World War II. But now there's a giant snake decomposing over half the planet. And its blood is spilling out and mutating things and changing things. And there's still pockets of, of Nazi resistance. And Nazis make the best RPG villains. Because you don't <laughs> feel bad about what you do to those guys. <laughs> Feed them to dinosaurs. All right, so the point of this was supposed to be, if you have questions that you would like
0: us to uh, ask Kenneth Height, Like,
1: for example, did you ride Day After Ragnarok, or am I remembering that
0: wrong? You know, Email us at org, and we
1: will most certainly uh, e- ask them to him. Or if you're on the Twitter, send Jonathan or I uh, one of those fancy tweets. Oh, yes. Yeah, so what's your Twitter name? PhotogonFC. That's...
0: Spelled, F. cut your throat first, pull your tongue out. Yeah, it's, it's, then...
1: it's, it's, it's Photogon Football Club, which was the original uh, idea. Yeah, I get the, yeah, the FC uh, part. F-H. You know, Photogon, like you see in Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, Just yeah, Google yeah. Photogon if you can spell it. And then put FC at it. I, then, really, I should change that, maybe put Johnny Dollar. F-H-T-A-G-N-F-C. F-H-T-A-G-N-F-C.
0: Anyway, I'm at
1: J.W. <laughs> Crummett. C-R-U-M-M-E-T-T. With JW in front of it. With a JW in front of it. So, follow us on Twitter and send us messages on Twitter, and we'll respond or follow us while we have misadventures. You probably don't want to follow me on Twitter because I don't use my Twitter for misadventures. You should contests. follow me because I have grand adventures. That's and right. you can be part of those in real time, like a documentary, only shorter.
0: So, let's get to our. I want to call this contest that we're having, like I mentioned in the miscast the Cast Minute the other day, and I think it would be a good name for it. We should call it the, the MISCON 26 Everything But the Hotel Room Contest. Because we're giving out everything but your
1: hotel room. Which we were trying to get your hotel room, but we're sold out. Yeah, that's what it was. We tried, but um, they're gone. Look at all this work we do for you, listener. (laughs) (laughs) So we need question three of six. Question three of six. Remember, we have six questions across who knows how many podcasts. Answer them, send us all the answers, and you win everything that we can get you. You get dice, you get posters. You get in for free. You get into Miss Con for free. You get the t-shirt, writer's anthology. You get to hang out with Jonathan and I, and maybe be our special guest on MisCast Cast Live. That'd, That'd be Cast good live. too. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. a fun panel. We're doing one of these things live for an audience. No I'm kidding. It's going to be basically like this, with less people. <laughs> yeah, without you in the room. <laughs> it's going to be Jonathan and I just crying tears. Yeah. Nobody like, hey, really you
0: have a to... hallway. Come here, we're having a panel. All right, anyway, the people are going to start fast-forwarding through the question here if we don't let Justin See, that's the trick. That <laughs> make it more difficult. <laughs> All
2: right. So, Justin, give us the question for this episode. Okay. So, in Harry Potter, what is the term that refers to a person with no magical abilities whatsoever? Oh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't have, said, couldn't have said it better myself. And it's not... Well, you could have because John you have it written incumbent. down in front of you and I just (laughs) had to to remember it. Yeah, that's
1: right. I'm the only one that gets the script. As everyone listening obviously knows.
0: (laughs) All right, so I think that's going to do it for us this time. I want to thank Justin Farrington for jumping in for
1: Cthulhu Bob, who may or may not exist. Yeah, it's possible. Someone deviated the timelines. That's what I say about it, but I don't know where they are. Play the music.
0: And uh, we'll look upon you on the next occasion.
1: What? Ah! what was that?